Welcome to Fillmore. Let's cut the shit. This is a movie games podcast, so every second not spent playing movie games is a second wasted. Our two contestants will be competing for points in each game. Whoever has most at the end will be declared our winner. Today we have Nathan and we have Eric. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Okay, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite bad movie? Whoever feels more strongly can go first. Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, classic, of course. I mean, I'm going to say it, Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle, it's, we were just talking about that. It's amazingly dumb. Yeah? Well, amazingly dumb. What do you like about that movie? I, it, has a, it has a legitimately great music score. Like, it will legitimately get you pumped up with how good the music is, or is in the movie, but the rest of it is just so bad. <laughs> so bad. Uh, what about Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Do you like so much? I mean, it's absurd. Yeah, yeah it is very <laughs> Just the absurd. special effects, the whole concept, um, right. the cotton candy cocoons that they get put in, right. the giant yes. bendy straws at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. Both good choices. <laughs> this game is called Roll Call. Our first game is Roll Call. This game has changed a little bit. I will be naming an actor, and you will each bet how many of their films you can name. Whoever bets higher will have the opportunity to meet their bet by naming that number of films. They don't reach their bet. Their opponent will receive one point. Your actor for today is Jude Law. How many Jude Law movies do you think you can name? Two. Two. <laughs> okay. Eric, how many do you think you can name? You just uh, have to do three to be able to... I can, I can do more than that. Um, I, I will say four. Four. All right. Well, nice. let's hear them then. Uh, closer. Um, closer is correct. Let, let me, let me think. Gattaca. Gattaca is also correct. Uh, now I'm on the spot and my brain is colliding with two more. Movies. Um, he's had AI. a lot recently too. I need a full title. Uh, AI artificial intelligence. That's correct. You have one more. And Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition. Nice. Uh, personal favorite of mine. I love that movie. Uh, Eric gets one point. Sweet. All it took was four. All right, moving on to our, to our second game. This game is called Number Feud. This game is called Number Feud. You'll each take turns guessing both the production budget and the worldwide gross income of popular films. Whoever is closest to the actual number without going over will receive one point each. We follow Price's Right rules. All right, Eric, do you want a film from 1987 or 1979? I'm going to say 1987. 1987, the film is The Untouchables. How much do you think it cost to make The Untouchables, Eric? It was a period movie with a lot of costumes. Um, Sean Connery, it was kind of a... I won't get into all that, but I will say that I think it cost about... I'm going to say $50 million. Eric says $50 million. Nathan, what do you say? Have you seen The Untouchables? I have not. No. no. You know what it is? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go... 40 million. 40 million. Yeah. you guys both went over as 25 million. <laughs> no points. Uh, let's talk about how much it made globally, the entire world, not just domestic. Nathan, how much do you think it made globally? 60 million. 60 million. And Eric, what do you say? 110. 110 million. The actual number was 76 million, so Nathan gets a point. Yeah, those yeah. those questions are a little challenging just because uh, the numbers change so yes. drastically. Yeah, they do. Yeah, even sometimes from year to year, it really changes. Do you want to film from 2018 or 2011? Hmm. Let's go with 18. 2018, your film is Ready Player One. Oh. How much do you think it costs to make Ready Player One? Hmm. Did you like the film? Have you seen it? I actually haven't seen it. Did you see it? I did see it. Did you like it? I liked it. Um, 
Yeah, I, I thought it coasted a little bit on the goodwill of all the properties they Absolutely. included in it. <laughs> yes. But yeah. but it's it's entertaining. Yeah. All right. How much do you think it cost to make that movie that Eric found entertaining? I'm gonna say two hundred million. Two hundred million dollars for that. Eric, what do you say? I guess I'll go under. I'll say one fifty. One hundred and fifty million dollars. The correct answer was 175, so Eric gets a point. <laughs> Eric, how much do you think it made in the world? Worldwide, 375 million. 375 million dollars. Nathan, what do you think? You think that's high? You think that's too low? I got 300 million. 300 million. Eric gets another point. It was $582 million. That made a lot of money. Uh, more money than I expected. It's hard to, to it, yeah, like I said, the difference between decades is really stark. Right, I mean, right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Eric, do you want to film from 2011 or 2002? I'm going to say 2002. 2002. Your film is Men in Black 2. How much did it cost to make Men in Black 2? I, I'm going to guess that one was surprisingly expensive. I'm going to say 190. 190. Nathan, what say you? 100 mil. 100 million. Nathan gets a point. It was $140 million. Finally. <laughs> All right, and then Nathan, how much do you think it made in the entire world? Men in Black 2, 2002. We'll go 200 mil. 200. Eric, what do you say? Well, they made another one, so it had right. to have been profitable. Uh, I'm going to say 575 million. 575 million dollars. You went over. It was 445. Nathan gets a point. Why did Men in Black 2 have to retroactively let me down? <laughs> What's the, of the three Men in Blacks, which one, or well, of the four Men in Blacks now, which yeah. one was your favorite? Oh gosh, there was a fourth one. Yeah, International with Chris Hemsworth and Tessa now. Thompson. I mean, I still like the first one, but I thought the third one was surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree yeah. with that assessment. Yeah. number one, yeah. Yeah, well, number one was the best one. Yeah. Okay, we're all tied up going into our next game. This game is called The Imposter. Our next game is The Imposter. We'll be naming a film in three actors. Two of the named actors are actually in the state film, but the third actor is not. That's what makes them The Imposter. It's up to you to figure out who that imposter is of each group. Who'd like to go first? First one to say something wins. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, do you want a film from 2005 or 2001? 2005. Your film is Thank You for Smoking. Have you seen it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. it it's been a long time since I saw it, but it was uh, a lot of very dark humor, but very yeah. entertaining. You know, uh, Eric and I were just playing the Kevin Bacon Six Degrees of Separation game before we start this podcast. And this is another movie that has a huge cast. Mm -hmm. And you can make a lot of connections from them in this movie to other ones. But that's not what game we're playing here. Your cast is J.K. Simmons, Sam Elliott, Brian Cox. Oh, that's tough. It is tough. It's been a little while since I've seen it, but I think Brian Cox. Brian Cox is your final answer. Correct. That's correct. Brian Cox was not in that movie. Good one. Good one. Good one. Nathan, it's up to you now. All right. Oh, okay. Do you want to film from 2014 or 2018? 2018 2018 your film is tag 
We seen it? Uh, no. No. Yeah. All right, this one might be a little tough for All you, right. but it's kind of multiple choice. You might still be able to figure it out. Trailer, so I, I, I honestly, know. I don't know what movie you're talking tag, about. Tag, it's uh, yeah. so it's a movie where it's a bunch of friends who have been doing a game of tag for like 20 years. And then like what, Jeremy Renner's getting married and they're a big tag game explodes. It's a comedy. It's got John Hamm in it. I guess I shouldn't be <laughs> giving, I guess I shouldn't be naming too many actors, but okay. So Nathan, your three actors for tag in which you have to tell me which one wasn't in that film are Carrie Brownstein, you might know from Portlandia, Rashida Jones, who you might know from Parks and Recreation, or Catherine Hahn, who you might know from WandaVision. Who was the third one? Catherine Hahn. I'll go with her. Her? Final answer? Yeah. That's correct. You get a point. Tied up. Nice good, guys. Thank you. Okay, Eric, do you want a film from 1977 or 2010? Oh, can I can I guess what the 1977 movie that I I think there was a movie that came out that year. <laughs> if you <laughs> yeah, I haven't said the name yet. So if you okay. if you can guess what movie it is from 1977 just right now, I'll give you an extra point. Would it be Star Wars? It's not. No. Oh, you snuck me. Yeah. The yeah. 1977 <laughs> film is The Kentucky Fried Movie. Okay, okay. So your cast is Leslie Nielsen, George Lazenby, Donald Sutherland. Oh, boy. I know this movie, but it has been a while since I've seen it. I'm going to say Leslie Nielsen is... Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to say Leslie Nielsen is not in that movie. You'd be correct. Point for Eric. Nice. All right, Nathan, do you want a film from 2001 or 2014? Let's do 2014. 2014. Your film is The Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. Your cast is Tilda Swinton, Kate Blanchett, Fisher Stevens. Do you know who Fisher Stevens is? I don't. Fisher Stevens is... He's from Short Circuit. Have you ever seen the movie back from the 80s? Oh, I'm familiar with it. I he uh, plays a very racist role. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's really a, unfortunate. Yeah. He, he, like he plays uh, Indian face. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. Uh, but he's a good actor. He's been in other things. He's been like lost. Uh, he's on Succession right now, if you watch that. Okay, gotcha. Hmm. You got a one in three shot. Tilda Swinton, Kate Blanchett, Fisher Stevens. Let me go Tilda Swinton. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Incorrect. Kate, Kate Blanchett. I, mean, I figured one of them yeah. wasn't in it. I just took a shot in the dark there. Yep. Eric, do you want a film from 1991 or 1995? Uh, give me 95. 95. Your film is The Basketball Diaries. You seen it? Leonardo DiCaprio. I saw it a long time ago. Uh, was was Well, I, I shouldn't ask who's in that because that's part of the question. <laughs> well, of the, uh, the I'll, I can tell you the main actors. So they're not included here. But Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg's in it. Uh, yeah. Okay. There's a big sh- a school shooting scene. That was a very, uh, people had a lot to say about that after Columbine. It's one yeah. of those ones that, uh, yeah. Anyway, your cast is three Michaels. Okay, are you ready? Okay. Michael Rappaport, Michael Pitt, Michael Imperioli. Do you know any of them? Uh, one of them was on Law and Order for a while, I think. I don't know. Um, uh, Rappaport, Pitt, Imperioli. Because uh, Michael Rappaport, I, I think I know him because he's been a character actor for a long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 
I don't recall if he was in that movie. I'm I'm just going to say, I'll say Michael Pitt. It's just a total guess. That guess is right. Dang. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, shot in the dark, but you got it. He's Imperioli. He's uh, Christopher Maltzanto oh, yeah. from Sopranos. Sopranos yeah. Yep. Goodfellas too. He plays. Yes. Fire. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let's play one more of these and we'll move on. Uh, Nathan, do you want a? Actually, I'll let you, uh, this. We'll open this up. Either of you guys can guess on this one. Whoever says it first, they're correct. Uh, we'll get the point. Okay. It first. Dang. Good one. Okay. Uh, the film is from 2012. Argo. Philip Baker Hall, Harvey Keitel, Kyle Chandler. Harvey Keitel. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe on the draw on that one. Yeah. yeah. Coming out of the imposter, Eric's in the lead with six. Nathan's right on his tail with five. Very close game. This game is called Meetings and Failures in Meetings. Our next game is Meetings and Failures in Meetings. I'll be telling you the title of a popular film, but it'll be the name is released as in another country. And you have to guess which movie it is. You can both answer whenever you want. So just yell it out as soon as you know it. There's no demerit for wrong answers. Uh, Nathan, do you want a film from... 1977 or 1994? Let's go 94. 94. What 1994 film was released in Japan with the title The Prison for Angels? Hmm. Just start naming 1994? Prison. Yep. Prison for Angels. Prison for Angels. Shawshank Redemption? Uh, that's correct. Yes. That, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I never would have gotten that one. Yep. Prison for Angels. I'm, I'm... Yeah, some of these are real silly. You know? Yeah, because yeah. usually they make, they make sense after you they, Well, they were innocent, so they were angels. Yeah, well, he was at least right. innocent. Yeah, or, well, it's regarded as he's right. innocent. How do you guys feel about it? Do you think Andy Dufresne was innocent in Shawshank Redemption, or do you think he was guilty as hell? I mean, he was not guilty of the crime. He was guilty, I think, and he expresses it in a film, he was guilty of neglecting his relationships. Mm. Okay. Well, and so I think the character felt in some ways prison was paying a penance for that. But I don't oh, yeah. Know. Yeah, that's a good way to look yeah. at it. That, that's just how I read it, I guess. But you do think that he did commit the murders? No. No, 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 no not at all. Okay. No, I, I, actually, that's a new theory. I've never even heard that theory before, that he actually committed it. Oh, yeah, I fully believe he did. Really? Yeah, I don't know why I, I've always got that hunch because it's it's so hard to look at that the very first scene where he's drunk in the car. He, it looks like yeah. he's about to go in there. Why why put that scene in there if you're not trying to show that he's guilty is my point. question. Yeah. Why not start it with him already going to prison? Eh, well, That's a fair point. I, I'm sure a lot of people on Twitter are going to tell me how fucking wrong I am. <laughs> okay, 2019. What 2019 film was released in Spain with the title Mr. Jokes? What year? 2019. Mr. Jokes? That's correct. Mr. Jokes. Oh, the Joker. Or Joker. That's correct. Okay. Nathan gets it. <laughs> Mr. I guess that one makes the most sense out of any of <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, what 1964 film was released in Greece with the title SOS Pentagon is Calling Moscow? Dr. Strangelove. I need a full title. Oh. Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. That's nice. correct, Eric. It's the point. Good job. Good job. All right, this one has two titles. What 2008 film was released in Poland as Shoot First, Sightsee Later, and in Croatia as Criminals on Vacation? You guys might not have seen this one. 2008? 2008. Shoot First, Sightsee Later, and Criminals on Vacation. 
in Bruges. That's correct. Oh, Good nice. job. That was yeah. a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> I am very happy to hear you get that one now. This one is also a little bit different. I'm going to give you two titles for the same movie. One is real, one is fake. Each of you will tell me which one is real. So you'll each get a chance to okay. get a point here. Okay. Was the 1980 film Airplane released in Portugal with the title Pilots Keep Dying or in Sweden with the title Look We're Flying? Anyone can answer? Yeah, yeah. We all each um, ask each of you. So Nathan, which one do you think is the real one? Pilots Keep Dying or Look We're Flying? Pilots Keep Dying. You think that's the real one? I agree yes. with that one. You guys are both wrong. I made that one up. It's actually look we're flying in Sweden. <laughs> I wow. I guess the other one felt like it was more indicative of the plot. So if you were literally trying to make a title, right. that's yeah. right. Well, that's how I, I guess, trick you. <laughs> do they die though, or do they just? I guess pass they. Out? Yeah, I guess that's good. So, they leave that kind of ambiguous. That bit, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I guess they. I don't think they. They just fall ill. I yeah. don't imagine they'd live after the father movie. I would like to think that Roger Murdoch is still alive and well. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, was the 1996 film The Cable Guy released in Denmark with the title Ace Ventura Cable Guy <laughs> or in Finland with the title Electrician Plumber? Which is the real one, Eric? I think the second one because I think the first one would open up a lot of legal questions. Okay, so Eric's saying Electrician Plumber. You wanna s are you going to agree with him? You agree yeah, with him? You guys both get points. Congratulations. Sussed that one out, gentlemen. Okay, uh, coming out of meetings and failures meetings, we've got Eric with nine points and Nathan with eight. Still very close. I knew this was going to be a barn burner of a game, but I had no idea. I feel like it's like a long distance sprint, except it's two guys sitting in a room asking or answering questions <laughs> about movies. It's the nerdiest sprint you've ever seen. Yeah, so I guess it's not like a long distance sprint in any way. So. Right. This game is called Soundtrack Blues. All right, the next game is Soundtrack Blues. I'll be listing three songs that are either performed or featured within a film, and you'll have to guess which film soundtrack the three songs come from. Eric, do you want to film from 2006 or 2004? 2006. 2006. So remember, both of you guys can yell out at any point. Okay. Comfortably Numb, performed by Roger Waters, Van Morrison, and the band. The Departed. That's correct. Nice. Good job, yeah. Eric. One thing about Scorsese movies, you oh, they always have memorable soundtracks. Yes, very yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. The other ones I was gonna say were "Give Me Shelter" for the Rolling Stones and "I'm Shipping Up the Boston yeah. for by the Dropkick Murphys. Definitely would have gotten it by that. Right. <laughs> sure. yep. All right, Nathan, do you want to film from 2003 or 2000? Let's go 2000. 2000. Okay, here comes your soundtrack: "Big Rock Candy Mountain" performed by Harry McClintock, "Angel Band" performed by the Stanley Brothers. I am a man of constant sorrow performed by the cast. Oh, brother, where art thou? That's correct. Right. Eric gets another point. Eric, do you want to film from 2007 or 1979? Oh, uh, let's go with 79. 79. Here's your soundtrack. Surf and Safari performed by the Beach Boys. The Riot of Valkyries performed by the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh, Apocalypse. The yeah. End performed by The Doors. <laughs> so I say it. Apocalypse Now. That's correct. <laughs> Nathan gets the point it was Apocalypse Now. Have there been any other movies that have prominently featured Rise or uh, Ride of the Valkyries? I think Hot Shots, maybe, mm. as like a, an homage to yeah, Apocalypse Now or something like that. Or maybe even like something like um, like Jarhead, another war movie that would have been referencing Apocalypse yeah. Now. But I feel like if it is used in a it's, popular movie, it's, it's so as a reference. That, yeah, it's, yeah. It, yeah, it has to be a reference to 
pop-ups now. All right, Nathan, do you want a film from 1997 or 1967? Let's go 97. 1997. Here's your soundtrack. Living Thing, performed by Electric Light Orchestra. Feel the Heat, performed by The Cast. Sister Christian, performed by Night Ranger. 97? 1997. Hmm. Living Thing, performed by Electric Light Orchestra. Feel the Heat, performed by The Cast. Sister Christian, performed by Night Ranger. I'll, I'll give you another one. Jesse's Girl. Yeah, I feel like that probably should have made the answer obvious, but it's not. Yeah. That film is Boogie Nights. Oh. I, I don't want to say like after the fact, like, yes, I definitely <laughs> right, right. I feel like it was floating around there, yeah, yeah, I did yeah. not feel confident right. enough. That's, right. that's right. fine. That's right. fine. It's a film from 1967. Wedding March, performed by the cast. Scarborough Fair. That's correct. Nice. Damn, Eric. <laughs> that's good. That was nice. The Graduate was correct. All right, we're done with Soundtrack Blues. Uh, Eric has 12 points. Nathan has nine. Moving on, trucking along. This game is called By Any Other Name. Our next game is By Any Other Name. For this game, I will be detailing an entire plot to you, and you will have to guess which film I am describing. Sounds easy, right? Well, not quite. I will transpose a character's name with a different character that the actor has also portrayed. So if I was trying to describe Knives Out, I could say, James Bond tries to rule out suspects like Captain America and Detective Crockett while solving the murder of Dr. Parnassus. Eric, do you want a film from 2015 or 2008? I will say 2008. 2008. All right, here we go. David Mills and Lady Macbeth extort Lenny Small after recovering his CIA memoirs. Burn after reading? That's correct. Eric's here to win. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's uh, one from 2009. Kirk Lazarus and Albus Dumbledore try to stop Sinestro from world domination after he seemingly comes back from the dead. What year was this? 2009. Kirk Lazarus and Albus Dumbledore try to stop Sinestro from world domination after he seemingly comes back from the dead. Sherlock Holmes? That's correct. Good job. Yeah, that is such a... Wait, the weird thing is you can think of the roles and think of the actors, but then yeah. you get so many links in your head. Right. Yes. It becomes a yep. jumble of yeah. just roles that they've played. Yep. That is what it is. How many Elvis Dumbledores are there, by the way? <laughs> Three. Okay. Richard Harris, uh, Jude Law, and Michael Gambon. Oh. Right? Yeah. I don't think there's any more. Unless there was a younger one. Okay. Here's a film from 2005. Padme Amidala is rescued by the masked man Megatron, and the two of them fight fascism in London. Uh, v for Vendetta. That's correct. V for Vendetta was the correct answer. Nathan's coming back. Okay, this movie is from 2010. Romeo Montague, Cobra Commander, Handsome Bob, Kitty Pride, and Shivering Soldier all take several naps. Year? 2010. Romeo Montague, Cobra Commander, Handsome Bob, Kitty Pride, and Shivering Soldier all take several naps. A movie where a lot of people are sleeping. Big cast. A lot of people you know. Inception. Inception. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the sleep, I, the I knew it was Leonardo part. DiCaprio, but I had I yeah. couldn't think of it. Good job. Eric gets the point. It was Inception. 
You guys like this game? Yeah. It is entertaining. Okay, this film's from 2015. Loki is stranded, and it's up to Eleanor Rigby, Lando Calrissian, Will McAvoy, and Ned Stark to save him. Oh, gosh. Can you repeat that one more time? Loki is stranded, and it's up to Eleanor Rigby, Lando Calrissian, Will McAvoy, and Ned Stark to save him. 2015. I mean... The Martian. That's correct. Good job. (laughs) That was a good one. That was a struggle. (laughs) All right, this will be the last one of these. From 2011, Jim Gordon... Bane and Doctor Strange attempt to find a traitor amongst a group of spies. What year was this? 2011. Uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. That's correct. Eric gets his 15th point. If the title is uh, like four words or longer, I'm going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a special Uh, That was a good round, guys. Uh, Eric, you've got 15. Nathan, you have 12. Still close, man. Still close. This game is called sequeling. This next game is called sequeling. I'll be giving you each a film, and you will plot out what a sequel would look like. You have to carry something from the original to the sequel, whether it be the cast, plot, setting, really anything. But you have to keep something. Who'd like to go first? I'll go first as long as I don't have to do the the movie knowing. (laughs) <laughs> that would be rather difficult. Your film is knowing. No. <laughs> no! I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Okay. Eric, the movie you must make a sequel for is War Games. I think they made a sequel to that. I don't care about that. <laughs> I want to hear your sequel to it. They did, um, I believe. They, yeah, I think it's... Uh, it's one of those things where they make a sequel long after the fact. It's direct-to-video. Yeah, and, and yeah, I believe lives. the War Games sequel doesn't have anything to do with the original film. It is a film about Kevin Mitnick, who's a famous real-life hacker that was arrested. And I think it follows his life, and they just threw War Games on it. So like, well, there's another movie about a hacker. Let's just fucking call it War Games. I will congratulate you because you know more about War Games too than I do. <laughs> I think I've seen it once. Yeah, I believe if I remember correctly, Skeet Ulrich plays Kevin Kevin Mitnick, but I might be wrong on that. But that doesn't mean anything here. War Games is your movie. Let's hear a sequel. Okay, so it's been a while since I've seen the first War Games, but if I remember correctly, the movie ends with them running the simulation, and the computer runs it a bunch of different ways, and it always ends in annihilation. So finally, the computer decides that the best way to win is not to play. That's all right. Correct. Yes. Okay. And I think that that's like the last scene. It fades off in that control room. Okay. But was there some implication that the computer could be kind of self-aware? Yeah, it was definitely self-aware. Yeah. Okay. So we'll look at that as like the birth of the machine of the computer. Okay. So War Games 2 would be sort of a coming of age comedy where the computer goes to college. (laughs) (laughs) i'm thinking that the computer is on a cart that everybody pulls around it constantly has a backwards baseball cap like it's just a regular student and they talk to it like it's a regular student and so you constantly have the characters having to voice how the computer feels so maybe say there's a party scene okay and you have the computer there sitting on a cart to move the plot along you would have a character come up and say oh man yeah, computer, I know I know you got a big crush on Jenny over there. Do you, do you want me to try to set you guys up on a date? And so the whole movie, the plot runs through characters talking about how the computer feels. 
Okay. Um, it, so it ends up being a lot like that Star Trek episode where uh, Captain Pike can only talk in beeps. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think the emotional crux of the movie would be that the computer is getting called after college to go back to the military to be a military computer. Right. But it's not sure if it wants to do that. It's not sure if that's its true calling. So maybe uh, the computer has to convince the military that it wants to be a social worker or something. And so that's its true passion. The military is almost like the helicopter parents of this computer in college. I'm thinking that they would have some general who would be kind of like the, uh, oh, who played Lenny on Law and Order? Basically, you'd find some character actor, an older character actor, to play right. a general who would be kind of a father figure to it. Okay. Like, you better do good in college or we're not going to let you control ICBMs like the computer before you. I, solid pitch. Love it. Mm. Uh, does he start a chess club? He does not. That oh, would yeah, just be... be too, yeah, too on the nose. No, no. I feel like uh, the computer would be very rebellious in the chess club thing. Uh, so he's got, like a, he's got an anarchy sticker on his side, something yeah. stuff like that. Or like there'd be a funny scene where the general comes to visit the computer in college and uh, walks into like the... We'll just say they're at a frat or something. And he walks in expecting it to be a nice, normal frat. But he opens the door and record scratch, there's a big party. And the computer is drunk. Oh, gosh, computer. <laughs> You're getting into college hijinks. That's what it would be like, basically. All right. Solid pitch. Yeah. I love it. Okay, Nathan. Uh, you're going to have to follow that. Your right. film is Hope Fiction. Yeah. Okay, so I'm kind of going off the cuff here. So uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character is um, asked by Marcellus Wallace to go um, to complete one more job for him. He's got to go. Um, retrieve another briefcase with something we don't really know what's in it. Just okay, so film. Jules has fallen right back into <laughs> yeah. it. No, all the character development he had exactly. out the window. Okay, okay. And so he's needed to go retrieve another briefcase, um, this time from uh, another mob boss. Okay. And uh, so in, in order to do this, he actually enlists the help of uh, Bruce Willis's character uh, to go help him. He tracks him down. Is able to find him and uh, convinces him that uh, you know it's it's going to be worth it in the end. There's there's going to be a lot of money for him. Okay. Um, and so it's just a, kind of their adventure going, uh, infiltrating this other uh, mob and uh, um, you know all the shenanigans that ensue from that. And uh, I can't spoil the ending for you because oh come on, spoil the ending. <laughs> come on. Okay, so I, I do have a couple questions. Yeah. Does Jules know that Vincent Vega is dead? Is yes. he, he, he's aware of that at yes. that point. Do we ever see his or Mia Wallace's reaction to the news that Vincent Vega is dead? And do either of them care? Mia cares. Mia cares. Yeah. She had she did make a connection with him during that night. I mean, she, she did. did. He did save her life. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So she she's heartbroken about it, but uh, Jules is able to uh, console her, and then they form their own little. Oh, really? Yeah. Jules and Mia get together. Yeah. Man, Marcellus, quite the cuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting screwed left and right here. Uh, um, have you ever heard the 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 idea that um, Kill Bill is sort of a sequel oh, to Pulp Fiction? That, and that no. it's supposed to be 
Beatrix Kiddo is supposed to be Mia Wallace's character from that show wow. she talks about. Yeah. And this is like the movie version of that show that she was in. Because like the whole part in Pulp Fiction, she's talking about it's like Fox Force 5 is the name of it. Yeah. And then there's supposed to be five assassins and Kill Bill. Wow. Yeah. yeah a lot sense. of people online seem to say that. There are a lot of people who think that all of uh, Quentin Tarantino's movies are in a shared universe. <laughs> right. Just yes. because of similar brand names yep. appearing in mm-hmm. different movies. Oh, yeah. And not only that they're in a shared universe, is that sometimes they're you're seeing the actual universe itself. Sometimes you're seeing movies from that universe in that, um, like in glorious bastards, isn't really something that happened in that universe, but like a movie that came out in that universe where, or maybe I have that backwards. Maybe in glorious bastards is a part of like what you see of the actual universe and that the violence of killing Hitler is what drives the rest of that universe into like a much more ultra violent, gory way. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, you guys both had very solid pitches. War Games 2, love to see it. Pulp Fiction 2, love to see it. I'm... Ooh. I'm going to give Eric the point. Nice. I like War Games 2. I love the idea of the uh, the college computer and the uh, the general tracking him down like a helicopter parent. <laughs> I love that. But do not fret, Nathan. You still have sure. points. There's still points to be delivered. All right. This game is called Dreamcast. Our next game is Dreamcast. I'm going to name an intellectual property or historical event, and our contestants will each cast the five roles listed with any actor, living or dead. Whoever comes with the best cast will receive points. So there's five roles for each movie. I'll give you a point on each role. So you have a chance of winning five points or zero. Your film is a remake of Jaws. The five roles you'll be casting are Brody, Hooper, Quint, Ellen, and the mayor. Let's start with Brody. Who do you see as Brody in this new retelling? Eric, you go first. I think you need somebody who's just kind of relatable. Uh, I, I hate to use the term, but just an everyman kind of role. And I'm trying to think of the person who would most fill that. That'd probably end up being like somebody like Patrick Wilson or somebody like that. Patrick Wilson. Like somebody who's just kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever. They're likable. Okay. Nathan, what do you think? Who's my character? Uh, it's still the same one, Brody. Oh. Andrew Lincoln, because he's played a show. Andrew Lincoln. He's perfect. Okay, what about for Hooper? Nathan, you can go first. Originally played by Richard Dreyfuss. Uh, While you're thinking, I will say, about 15, 17 years ago, they were thinking about remaking Jaws. And they only originally cast one person, and that was who they were going to have play Hooper, and that was Tracy Morgan. (laughs) It was going to be a comedic Jaws. Wow. Yeah. They almost went ahead with it. <laughs> Is that the second time they did a comedic Jaws? Well, they tried to do Jaws 3, People, people Zero. People Nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, there's a script for that online that's still hilarious to this day. Yeah. <laughs> I've never read the script Yeah, that's good. I really wish they had made that. Because, like, it would have, uh, yeah, it would have been a good one. Probably most of the people who were in Jaws 3 probably wish they would have made right. that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, Hooper. Nathan, who you got? To pair with... Andrew Lincoln. John Bernthal? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, let's go... Let's go Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Inspired. Yeah. All right, Eric. Who do you think for Hopper? Hooper? I, I feel like he's... Uh, I, it's a different physical type, but I, I would go with Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. I, I think yeah, he, he's, he, can be, uh, he can pull off nerdy, but he can also pull off kind of somebody who's willing to argue with Quint and everything. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, that'd work. All right. Speaking of Quint, who would you cast as Quint, Eric? Oh, boy. Um, 
an old salty sea dog. Yeah, that that's Brendan Gleeson. Since uh, we talked about in Bruges earlier. Brendan Gleeson. All right, Nathan, who do you think for Quint? Who do you want to see getting eaten by a shark? You know what? Makes no sense at all. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with all these sharks that are eating us? <laughs> I apologize for that impression. Uh, that was good. Uh, please, someone do the entire USS Indianapolis speech <laughs> as Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, no. I will pull it up for whoever wants no, to do I it. I swear, the eyes, they just, they just roll over like, like they're doll's eyes. <laughs> I think I'm lapsing into Jimmy Stewart. You're arguing yeah. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my Seinfeld immediately becomes Jimmy Stewart after a few seconds. 26 um, men went into the water. <laughs> well, well, I tell you, what, what about all these... Uh, the, these shark attacks that are happening before we're just, we're trying to have this big holiday season with bringing people in and the sharks just keep eating people. That's what you, you've abandoned Seinfeld altogether. Now. I don't know who I'm doing an impression yeah, of right now at this point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nathan, uh, who plays Ellen, Brody's wife? Hmm. Who would play Andrew Lincoln's wife? Uh, Eric is casting a real movie. You are casting a fever dream. Yes, <laughs> which I love. I could. It could. It's a good tactic. It might win. It's kind of a nice flip from the uh, from the sequel discussion. <laughs> yeah, because I would hope mine was not taken seriously at all. <laughs> it was. I, okay, that's fine. I. So we will find some way to make that version of War Games. As God is my witness, we will make War Games too. The, the military technological thriller uh, slash raunchy college comedy. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. We can make that happen. All right, Nathan. Ellen. Um, just because I recently watched Top Gun Maverick, I'm going to go Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Eric, who are you casting as Ellen? Um, oh, gosh. I'm, I'm trying to think of a very distinctive choice that, that would... Uh... You're pairing her with Patrick Wilson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So maybe Vera Farmiga? I was going to say, might as well keep the yeah. streak going. But uh, that's... Hmm. Um, yeah, let's just go with that. Vera? Yeah. Okay, one last one. The mayor. Mayor of the town. Eric, you go first. Who's playing the mayor? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. <laughs> Whether or not he plays it seriously is up to him. Okay. Nathan, the mayor. Who do you got? John Hamm. John Hamm. <laughs> Also a Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Got Top Gun Maverick on the brain. <laughs> We've been doing a lot of Top Gun Maverick talk on oh, this really? podcast. Nice. Yeah, it's, strangely enough. Uh, did you see? You saw that? Would you, yeah. Did you like it? Did I you see that? It. Yeah, haven't seen. You haven't seen Top Gun? Yeah, I. Uh, I'm gonna go see it eventually. Yeah. It, like, it looked good enough to it's see decent, it. Yeah. Okay, so going over the cast, Eric, your cast for Jaws is Patrick Wilson as Brody, Andrew Garfield as Hooper. Brendan Gleeson as Quint, Vera Farmiga as Ellen, and Will Ferrell as the mayor. <laughs> Nathan, your choices are Andrew Lincoln as Brody, Christian Bale as Hooper, Jerry Seinfeld as Quint, Jennifer Connelly as Ellen, and John Hamm as the mayor. <laughs> All right, for Brody, I'm going to choose Patrick Wilson. So point, Eric. Sure. Uh, for Hooper, I'm going to choose Andrew Garfield. Another nice. point for Eric. For Quint, I'm definitely choosing Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, of course. I, 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 <laughs> we I, have to see this movie. I, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be able to sleep tonight if I didn't choose Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld for Quint. Uh, for Ellen, I'm going to go for Jennifer Connelly. Big fan of her as an actress. Nice. Nathan gets another point for that. And for the mayor, I'm going to take... That's a toss-up between Will Ferrell and John Hamm. 
I would almost say that is too close. I would like to see both those people that play that role. So uh, we're going to ace that one out, and I'm going to ask you, let's give the shark a voice. <laughs> who's the voice of the shark? Who's the shark? Who's the voice of Bruce? Nathan, you can go first. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Eric, voice of Bruce, the shark. I mean, I was probably going to say Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Like in full-on growling, sinister British British voice. <laughs> he did smog, so that's not... I'm going to give the point to Eric. I'd like to see Benedict Cumberbatch sure. for the shark. All right, we are done with Dreamcast. The score as it stands right now is Eric with 19, Nathan with 14. This game is called Letterboxing. Next game is Letterboxing. This has been a very contentious game on this podcast. Uh, some people really hate it. Some people don't know how to play it. Some people just yeah, yell out whatever the, the fuck they want. But I'm going to try to get through these rules very delicately. I have a film chosen, and I will give you the year, the overall star rating on Letterboxd, the film's tagline, one clue, and a few keywords of the film's plot. I will then name how many cast members I recognized in the cast list, and you each will take turns betting on how many names you think you can guess the title with. Now, the cast list is from the bottom up. So if I say there are 10 names I recognize in this movie, then you can start the betting at 10 names. If the next person tells you to name the movie, you will hear all 10 names from the bottom up. That is the lowest billing to the highest billing. If you say eight names, you'll hear the, eight, you'll hear the bottom eight names, all but the top two billed actors. You can also say zero names if you already know what the title is after I give the clues. If you're adventurous, you can go into negative names. You'll have to name the film and the highest billed actors in order of billing according to Letterboxd. It's a heavy right. game. I understand now after going through those how uh, so many people seem to have problems with this game. So we'll, we'll try it. Yeah. I won't take this one as seriously as I have others. This film is from 2008. 3.5 stars on Letterboxd. The tagline is, get some. The clue is the idea for this film came to the writer all the way back in 1986. So that was 22 years formulating this, this plot. Keywords, written and directed by the cast member, fictional award ceremony. I have 20 names I recognize in this movie. Nathan, how many names do you need to hear in order to name this movie? Do you know what the movie is? No. No? A good safe bet would be 20. Go... Ten. ten names. All right, Eric. He says ten names. Do you think you can go lower? Do you know what the movie is? Are you Are you able to repeat that? Yeah, I can repeat the information. Yeah. Uh, it's 2008, 3.5 stars. The tagline is Get Some. The clue is the idea for this film came to the writer all the way back in 1986. Keywords, written and directed by a cast member, fictional award ceremony. 20 names, now 10, going off Nathan's bet. Oh. So you can go nine or lower. You can say zero if you know what the movie is. You can go negative one if you get real fancy. You want to show us how smart you are. Uh, I'll do five. Five names. All right, Nathan. He says five. Can you go four? Or are you going to tell him to name that movie? Name that movie. Okay, Eric, you get five names. And you'll have to tell me the name of this movie. Okay. okay. Your five names are Lance Bass, Yvette Nicole Brown, Maria Menounos, Jason Bateman, 
Alicia Silverstone. Is that movie 43? No, it's not. That film was Tropic Thunder. Oh, oh gosh. No points. Oh, I know the uh, fake awards ceremony now. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so you guys understand how the game works now then? Yeah. Okay. Okay. This film is from 2003. 3.1 stars on Letterboxd. The tagline is, get in, get out, get even. The clue is one of the actors famously did not want to make this movie, but was required to due to contracts. Keywords, Los Angeles, California. Traffic jam. Ten names I recognize from this movie. Eric, we'll start with you. Sorry, do you, can you repeat it one more time? Yes, 2003, 3.1 stars. Tagline is get in, get out, get even. The clue is one of the actors famously did not want to make this movie and was required to due to contracts. The keywords are Los Angeles, California, traffic jam. Ten names. How many do you need to get it in? Uh, if you're not feeling confident, I implore you, go with ten. Yeah, I'll go with ten. Ten. Nathan, what do you think? Nine? I'll go nine. Nine? <laughs> okay. Eric, back to you. Eight or lower, or tell him to name that movie. Uh, I'll go to eight. Eight? Nathan, what are you thinking? Do you have any idea what the movie is? Not off the top of my head, no. Okay. So, do you want to so go seven? I'll do seven. Seven? Yeah. Okay, Eric, what do you want to do? Morning. You want to go to six, lower? Do you want to tell him to name that movie? I'll go down to six. Six? Okay. We're down to six, Nathan. Name that movie or lower than six. Let's go five. Five. Wow. <laughs> We're really getting into it. Eric, what do you think? I'll go down one more. One more. Four names. Eric says he'll need to name this movie. Name, name that movie. Name that movie. Uh, I... All right. Eric, you're getting four names, okay? Those four names are Scott Adsit, Sean Fanning, Oscar Nunez, and Donald Sutherland. Oh, gosh. And what year was this? It's 2003. A traffic jam in Los Angeles? Yes. Gosh. That, that, that should be enough to get you there, I think. Get in, get out, get even. One of the actors did not want to make this movie, but the studio was like, motherfucker, you better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I lose. You don't yeah. got it? No. Nathan, for a steal, you have it? Sounds like a heist movie, but I don't know. Um, Give me a couple seconds. That film was The Italian Job. Uh, uh, The names you didn't hear were Yasin Bey, Seth Green, Jason Statham, Edward Norton, Charlize Theron, Mark Wahlberg. Thank God. Okay. This film is from 2001. 3.6 stars. The tagline is Leave No Man Behind. Clue is it's based on a true story. Keywords are shootout, plan gone wrong. 20 names. A lot of names here. What what year? What year? It's 2001. 20 names. Nathan, we'll start with you. Uh, Can you repeat all the... uh... Yes. 2001, 3.6 stars. Leave no man behind. Based on a true story. Shootout, plan gone wrong. 20 names. How many do you need? 
We'll go 10. 10 names, cutting it in half early. Okay, Eric, he says 10. Can you go lower in 10 or do you want to tell him to name that movie? I'm feeling confident about this one. You're going to say zero. Zero, zero oh, names. I'm feeling okay. confident. Now, Nathan, you can go negative one, negative two. This one's going to be kind of hard to do that, though, All especially right. if you don't know what movie it is already. Okay, 2001. 2001. What else? 3.6 stars on Letterboxd. Tagline is Leave No Man Behind. It's based on a true story. There's a shootout and a plan that goes wrong. And we're at zero names, baby. As real as this shit gets. Yeah. You tell them to name that movie? Name that movie. All right. Just, that's, to, that's all you have to do. Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down is Damn. correct. Good job. We have a winner. Congrats. Eric, your dun, second win. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry, I was doing my own celebration. Music. 20 points to 14. This was a barn burner of a game. Yeah. I'm very it proud was, of both you It was you well gentlemen. fought. It was well yeah. fought. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> That's all for Fillmore. We have a new champion. All hail Eric, who just won a VHS cassette copy of What Dreams May Come, starring Robin Williams. Woo! Follow us on Twitter and Snapchat at the Fillmore, on Instagram at the Fillmore Pod, and on our subreddit at r slash Fillmore. If you have a new game idea, we'd love to hear it. Send it our way. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? That was I, fun. I'm very yeah. disappointed that Short Circuit Two was not the answer to any question. <laughs> I mean, the Short Circuit Two fan community is going to you know, be very disappointed yeah, that they that didn't was get literally shot the out. next letterboxing. Oh, oh man, I know. Sorry, uh, sorry. I hopefully would have both you gentlemen back again because I think you guys are both worthy competitors. Uh, we'll see you next week. Until then, Godspeed. Film War, a thousand yard stare production.